0: Welcome to SANO Health Bursts. I'm Heather Richards, Nutritional Therapist, Director of Nutrition at SANO and Nutrition Lead for the College of Medicine. SANO Health Bursts are short, informative, practical sessions discussing food, nutrition and lifestyle, helping you live a healthier life. Today we're going to discuss bloating and how you can help reduce this common complaint. Bloating not only causes discomfort due to griping pains, but can be exacerbated by clothes becoming too tight when bloating occurs. Frequent bloating is a sign that the digestive system isn't functioning optimally. From the moment we eat food, digestion begins. In the mouth, salivary amylase begins carbohydrate digestion and the mechanical breakdown of food from chewing. Once the food passes to the stomach, protein digestion begins. The digestive process is actually instigated before we even put food into our mouths. The cephalic stage of digestion begins when we see, smell or even think about food. Digestive juice secretion begins in both the mouth and stomach in preparation for the arrival of food. I'm sure we've all experienced the mouth-watering sensation when saliva is increased in the mouth as a response to seeing, smelling or thinking about food we find delicious. Signals sent from the brain to the stomach via the vagus nerve during the cephalic stage of digestion result in the release of some 20% of gastric secretions. This is a large percentage of digestive juice to miss out on. Therefore, one of the first things to remember is not thinking about your meal. Taking time to chew and eating mindlessly will negatively impact digestion. But how does this help us reduce bloating? Partially digested protein reaching the large intestine will undergo putrefaction. Bacteria will ferment the proteins, producing foul-smelling gases. Not only do these cause embarrassment, but result in discomfort as they become trapped. Eating bitter foods before or at the beginning of a meal can aid in the stimulation of gastric secretions. Try including foods like radish, watercress, rocket, ginger, chicory or artichoke. There's also some evidence that a small amount of apple cider vinegar, say a teaspoon in water, at the beginning of a meal can be helpful. A suboptimal production of stomach acid to digest the proteins is impacted not only by a reduced cephalic phase of digestion, but the sufficient supply of nutrients to produce the stomach acid. One of the most important nutrients to consider is zinc. Not only is zinc reduced in times of stress, but it's involved in hundreds of enzymatic reactions in the body and is therefore in high demand. With modern-day farming methods, the density of mineral content in the soil is also reduced, impacting the amount of zinc available from our food. In addition, plant sources of zinc, such as nuts and seeds, contain phytic acid that binds to zinc before its absorption can take place. This becomes a problem when the gut microbiota is imbalanced. In other words, there's dysbiosis. A balanced microbiota is able to ferment the phytic acid, leaving the zinc available for absorption. Good food sources of zinc to include in the diet include oysters, salmon and other oily fish, beef, egg, chickpeas, avocado, pumpkin seeds, lentils, quinoa and buckwheat. Stomach acid is, as the name suggests, acidic, and the acidity of the bolus of partially digested food leaving the stomach to enter the small intestine triggers the release of digestive enzymes from the pancreas and bile from the gallbladder. These enzymes and bile are required to properly digest fats and continue carbohydrate and protein digestion. Hence, suboptimal stomach acid levels do not only impact protein digestion but carbohydrate and fats as well we've talked about the gut microbiota that is the bacteria in the gut fermenting undigested foods causing gas and bloating but does the composition of the gut microbiota have an influence as well the answer is yes dysbiosis and opportunistic bacteria will cause fermentation and bloating So not only do we need to ensure we're fully digesting our food, but we should look to have a balanced microbiota to avoid fermentation by the opportunistic bacteria leading to the gas and bloating. Raffinose is a carbohydrate, an oligosaccharide, found in beans, cruciferous vegetables like cabbage, brussels sprouts, broccoli and asparagus, and whole grains. Many people find that eating these foods results in gas and bloating. Humans don't have the enzymes to digest raffinose and therefore in the large intestine they're fermented by the beneficial bacterial to produce short-chain fatty acids that have multiple health benefits including maintaining the integrity of the gut wall and pre- improving what's referred to as leaky gut. Therefore ensure a balanced microbiota with the colonization of Beneficial bacteria to aid in the digestion of raffinose, protect the gut wall and avoid gas and bloating. You may have heard of the FODMAP diet. FODMAP is the abbreviation for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides and polyols. These are carbohydrates that are for some people hard to digest and include lactose, fructose, sugar alcohols and the oligosaccharides in foods like wheat, onion, garlic, beans and legumes. If you're having trouble with digestion, gas and bloating, it can be useful to remove these foods from the diet for a short period of time. However, this isn't a long term solution. It doesn't improve digestion, but rather removes the cause of discomfort. Removing these foods long-term could result in multiple nutritional deficiencies. If you're considering a FODMAP diet, it's important to work on improving digestion and the gut microbiota so that these foods can then be reintroduced. The gut microbiota is supported by eating a real food diet with a wide range of colourful vegetables and fruits and fermented foods. When gut motility is slow, waste matter builds up in the intestine, leaving to bacterial fermentation, trapped gas and bloating. Gut motility is improved by ensuring adequate hydration with water as well as the intake of fibre. A diet that's based on simple carbohydrates and processed food will slow down gut motility, rather base your diet on real food with plenty of vegetables and whole grains. Bloating is uncomfortable, and whilst we should aim to improve digestion, there are also times when we may need relief. For instance, whilst we're improving digestion, or the occasional time when we eat something that disagrees with us, carminatives relax and soothe the gut, help reduce the production of gas and disperse it. It's the volatile oils within some plants that have this action, such as mint, fennel, cardamom and caraway seeds. Remember, though, that these are symptom relievers and do not address the root cause. You can use them within your cooking. Try carrots roasted with fennel seeds, flavor dishes with cardamom, add mint to salads or after a meal drink some mint tea or even chew on fennel seeds. The long-term solution of how to improve bloating is to work on improving your digestion. You'll not only feel better but will reap the health benefits. Don't forget that the mouth-watering sensation is a signal that digestion is beginning. How often do you experience this? Look, smell and think. Take your time to eat and enjoy your food. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sano Health Bursts. If you want to learn more, then subscribe to this podcast, to our newsletter, read our blogs, join our webinars or study with us. Visit our website at sanolife.co.uk or email us at learn at UK to find out more and enrol on our courses, start improving your health today and put the tips I've given you into practice. sana in sano, a healthy mind in a healthy body.